Chris Galza here with Matt Howell. And on this episode of The First Run, Matt and I are going to discuss, well, it's all about the kids this weekend, folks. It's going to be two films focused on toys. One of them is Toy Story 4. We thought, Matt, that the end of the Toy Story franchise was part three. It was kind of a perfect ending. Everything kind of came full circle. And yet here we are with part four. And that is going to be the reboot of the Child's Play franchise. Chucky is all new, all different. But yet, the old Chucky is still rolling along. We'll get into all of that. And then finally, it's going to be the probably the hardest to pronounce top five we've ever done. And Matt, that's going to be our top five anthropomorphic characters. Ooh, did I do it? Did I get it? Nice. So I'll start everything off with a clip from Toy Story Quattro. Because I am hip. Trash? No, no. Toys. They're all toys. Trash. No, no, no. That's the trash. These are your friends. Trash. No, no, it's okay. Trash. Woody, I have a question. Um, Well, actually, not just one. I have all of them. I have all the questions. Why does he want to go to the trash? Because he was made from trash. Look, I know this is a little strange, but you got to trust me on this. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. Matt, Toy Story 4 is here. We get the introduction of Forky. We get Gabby Gabby. Right? We get the return, not that she was really gone, of Bo Peep. We'll get into that. And then, of course, there is Duke Kaboom. Matt, let me ask you. Is Toy Story 4 an all-time great end chapter? Let me... No. That is wrong (laughs) because I have misread my own question. With an all-time great ender with Toy Story 3, does Part 4 elevate the franchise? Or does it drag it down and feel like kind of almost a cheap cash grab? Um, well, I think cheap cash grab is too cynical, but I don't think it actually elevates the material. Um, I agree with you. I think Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending. Um, but this is still good. It's still, I mean, it's, Pixar is hard pressed to make an unwatchable film and even their weakest entries are still relatively entertaining. I think this is probably middle of the road Pixar, um, but really what this gives you, this is kind of like the coda to Woody's story. This is all about Woody, really. And mm-hmm. basically everybody else, whether that be um, the kid, Bonnie, or any of the other toys, even Buzz, kind of take a back seat. And this is really kind of like Woody kind of um, his coda, if you will. I think that's fair. Uh, I got to tell you, though, I felt this was a little bit better than just mid-grade Pixar. I rather enjoyed this. I was I walked out of this thing. I was trying to think, has there been a more consistent franchise, especially when you get to a fourth film? I mean, I think each one of these things has been a home run. And I think one of the interesting things about this film is that it really dials up kind of the sinister, right? In this latest yeah. installment. And it works. It yeah. really does. It's not too far. It's not too much. But there's a nice kind of dark quality to it that I actually kind of enjoyed. And then they really elevate Bo Peep in this film. And I think it's one of the smartest moves. Because uh, she proves to be probably the most engaging character in the film for me. I think Forky is a lot of fun. And I think you, I, I, and I think a lot of people will identify with Forky. Particularly when he just kind of just considers himself trash all the time. <laughs> but still, uh, I found Bo Peep 
kind of just the driving force of this film. She is the what's the word? I don't want to say living, but she's the living. She's the allegory for the entire narrative about kind of moving on and being independent, and things are going to work out fine. Even if you're a little scared, you know, take that step. It's all right. Uh, and I really thought this was fantastic. And I think this may be even to the height of Pixar's animation for me. I, I just, Matt, this thing was just gorgeous to look at. And it's the cleanest, the sleekest, the, yeah, I was really just blown away by it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, well, yeah, I mean, every film that Pixar puts out is the best of their animation. I mean, that's just the nature of them progressing the technology. So the next one that comes out is going to be even better somehow. But I guess maybe maybe it is fair to say it's not mid-tier Pixar because I'm really comparing this to the other three. Um, and I don't think okay. necessarily it's as strong as the other three. And I'm not saying that I didn't like it, but, and I did, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was very entertaining. I just, I guess it's just that, you know, like I said, it's, it's like, I think that the Toy Story 3 piece of it um was such a good ending um that i don't know this was completely necessary but i i enjoyed it nonetheless i think that's fair it's just that it's i don't want people to go into this thing kind of feeling like it's a tack on thing i don't think it is i mean it is as you said i think a good coda for woody's story but i don't it, this is not a like cars four type of thing right it's it's much it's more, not planes it's not planes no guys. no and it, it it is and i really think it's up there with the rest of the toy story films this is not a redheaded stepchild film this holds its own and it's exceptionally entertaining it's sweet it's touching and like i said it has that kind of darkness to it that uh i think just really, you really have works. so much glee for like i i, I do I'm kind of disturbed by you right it's now the, having darkness in a kid's film it's is the, like really made you happy it's the ventriloquist dummies yeah. And the whole, you know, and then Gabby Gabby's kind of her whole um, plot, her through line in the beginning is really scary if you think about it. You know, <laughs> I mean, kids don't get through that deeper level. Uh, yeah. But when you're an adult watching this, you really see what's going on and like, man, that's some dark ass right there. Mm. And I really enjoyed Keanu, who is, I'm trying to figure out what it is, but he is. I don't want to say he's having a renaissance, but he has been this this past year has really elevated in the cultural consciousness to become this real just I don't I can't describe. I don't know if it's I read one thing on Twitter which I thought was interesting and get your opinion on. It's that he's escaped the nineties un, unharmed. Right. right. Where he's always a good guy. If you see him do the stuff like when he takes pictures with women and stuff, he's hover, he's always has the hover arms, right? I yeah. mean, it's it's there's no horrible fun of the hover arms. There's no horrible stories about him, you know. So and he just genuinely seems to be a good guy. And I don't know, what do you think? What is it about the Kionasance or um, whatever? So there was kind of like a he had been kind of tongue in cheek memed about you know there was this kind of undercurrent, especially on Reddit, of people who just kind of worshipped him but i mean and part of it was just a kind of kind of the ridiculousness of worshiping keanu reeves but he is actually is a good guy like i mean he you know the whole thing about how he donates quite a bit of his money to charities you know that he takes every opportunity he can to interact with his fans that he's just relatively a decent human being and um you know that kind of I think really what that was kind of always bubbling under the surface. And I think really now just in like the latest roles that he's had, it's like people just kind of grab that 
piece of internet ephemera and of running with it right now. And even when this is over, I still think there's going to be, he's going to have a hardcore set of fans. So, you know, he's a good for Keanu. You know? Yeah, I think things had kind of dipped after the whole Matrix trilogy, but I think it, what what would you think the beginning would it, was it be would it be Wick? Would that Yeah, I think it was John Wick thing? that really kind of launched him back into the uh into the conversation as far as acting roles go. Yeah, and we'll have to see Bill and Ted 3. I mean, mm-hmm. is is a go. So, I'm kind of curious. I can't wait to see how that turns out. All right, Matt, any final thoughts on Toy Story 4? Where would you rank it? In the series. Um, in the series, in the Toy Story series, I would probably rank it 4th. Yeah, maybe third. It's been a long time since I've seen the first Toy Story, um, but I would say fourth for right now. Um, as far as where in the Pixar canon, I don't know. I'd actually have to go back and look at what's all in the Pixar canon because it's really long at this point. Yeah, I, I I agree. There's too many to kind of get through, and I haven't I haven't seen any of the the uh, what would you call them the commercial entries, which would be the cars, the planes, right. you know, all those yeah. films. In uh, a field with Pixar too, I think everything is like. One, one A, one B, and one C for me. All right, maybe you know, maybe four could is a lesser cousin to all of them. But again, it's 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 real tight. So much so, in fact, Matt, that I'm giving Toy Story four an A. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm not giving it an A. I'm gonna give it um a B plus. That's way too low. I would I would accept an A minus, but I I'm not comfortable. I knew I knew that's what you would want me to say. Um. But I went with my heart. I went with my gut. Well, let's let's never do that again. <laughs> if you've had a chance to see Toy Story 4, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. Next up, coming up on Blu-ray and DVD this upcoming Tuesday. That is January 2nd-ish or so. Well, if you loved Green Book, we may have this movie for you. CP. CP. This um, display you want to bring, we're willing to go along with it, but there'll be folks not wild about the sight of it, so uh, you're going to need to provide some security. Someone to watch over it. I'm not going to be responsible for it. This is my security. That gun don't belong here. I like to have it close in case I need to do my talking for me. This here does the talking for me. I have a Bible. Oh, you do? Have you read it? Of course I read it. And we go to church on Sundays. Hmm. Well, then you ought to know, CP. Know what? Same God made you, made me. So that's a clip from Best of Enemies. It's the story of the civil rights activist Ann Atwater. She faces off against C.P. Ellis, who's an exalted cyclops of the KKK in 1971 Durham, North Carolina, over Ooh. school integration. Is Cyclops an actual title in the K- in the KKK, or is that something that you're making up? No, no, that's that's a thing. Unless the film made it up, but I don't. I believe it's. I mean, I've heard, heard of Grand Wizard, but I didn't know that Exalted Cyclops was an actual rank. Thank you. Continue. You're I'm welcome. sorry. This, of course, stars Taraji Henson and Sam Rockwell. I think this is one of those, it felt kind of oscar Beatty to me. Um, uh, yeah, Robert Byrd was an exalted Cyclops. So, there you go. Includes three making of featurettes. Emilio Estevez wrote and direct and has a role in the film The Public. Also features Jenna Malone, Gabrielle Union, Alec Baldwin, Kristen Schlater, and Taylor Schilling. 
Its story revolves around the library patrons, many of whom are homeless, mentally ill, and marginalized, as well as an exhausted and overwhelmed staff of librarians who often build emotional connections and a sense of obligation to care for those regular patrons. Escape plan, the extractors. So Stallone just keeps turning out, you know, he had the, um, oh, what was the one? The, with all the 80s action stars. That's not, I, Intouchables popped in my head, but I the think Expendables. Expendables. Thank you. Yes. So he has which, the escape which plan. you were super excited about when it came, first came out. Well, when I first when they first talked about, it, yeah, I was like, all right. Especially you know, with Arnold was in, he wasn't in the first one, right? He didn't pop in no. until the second one. No. But yeah, I was really excited for that. Man, those are bad. Not even good, bad. Just, just bad. Well, the extractors with Stallone, but David Bautista, uh, who lives in Tampa. Hey, Dave. Curtis Jackson, Jamie King, and Devin Sawa. The security the uh, film continues as after security expert Ray Breslin is hired to rescue the kidnapped daughter of a Hong Kong tech mogul from a formidable Latvian <laughs> that's Doctor Doom Latvian prison. Breslin's girlfriend is also captured. Now he and his team must pull off a deadly rescue mission to confront their sadistic foe and save the hostages before time runs out. I haven't seen the second one yet, so I don't know if I have to watch that one before this one. The horror film We Have Always Lived in the Castle, which is supposed to be pretty good, is being released. Mariquette and Constant Blackwood, Matt, live with their Uncle Julian in a stately manner. They are ostracized by the local villagers who feel the Blackwoods are a blight on the community. The three are the only survivors of an arsenic poisoning. I should read these more often, or at least ahead of time. That killed everyone else in the family five years prior. Now Constant remains in the house, afraid to face the outside world and the persecution she suffered as a suspect of murder. This is part murder mystery, part haunted house. It's an adaptation of the classic 1962 novel by Shirley Jackson. I've heard this is supposed to be quite good. Alexandria okay. Daddario stars in it. And uh, hopefully maybe we can catch up with it. New to Blu-ray, Shout Factory was releasing FM. The airwaves crackle with a delectable sound of smooth rock in FM, a riotous comedy about the heady world of late 70s U.S. radio. Includes a high new high definition Blu-ray transfer and uncompressed Stereo 2.0 audio soundtrack, the original monoaural soundtrack, and some other new uh, making of featurettes. Vinegar Syndrome, as usual, drops four films at a time. They are giving us Putney Swoop with a new 4K restoration. Same for Taking Tiger Mountain, The Passing, and then finally Night Owl. Uh, the finer two films are just like getting 2K restorations from the original 16mm archival of elements and or camera negatives. Audio commentaries, making of featurettes, interviews as well. Uh, special features abound for these films. So if you're a fan of any of them, Vinegar Syndrome is doing you right. Your straight-to-DVD pick of the week, Matt, though. I'm going with Nightmare Shark. Survivors of previous shark attacks are hunted by a supernatural shark in their dreams. So it's basically like Freddy Krueger, but it's a shark, I guess. All right. What should we be streaming this week? All right. Well, finally available for streaming um, is the best superhero film from 2018, and that is Sony's Into the Spider-Verse. It is available on Netflix. It is an um, animated adventure where basically you get um, different versions of the Spider-Man character all coming together across multiple universes to um, fight the bad guys and try and get home. And it is absolutely fantastic and a delight. No, it is, yeah. And it may be the best Spider-Man of the last year, maybe even upcoming. We'll have to see. We'll be doing we'll that one see. soon, right? 
Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Spider-Man, Matt, why don't we move on and talk a little bit about the Child's Play relaunch? This is very, very different, but will it be as good? Doreen, outside. I think Chucky did something to her, sweetie. Chucky is a toy, okay? It broke, you no, got no, rid of it. No, no, Mom, I, I saw him. I saw him following Doreen. No, you didn't. Listen to what you're saying. Mom, he's gonna kill her. Chuck, why aren't you listening to me? I have it on Omar's phone. He's following Doreen. I, I can show you. Why do you have Omar's phone? I took it. I, why? I had to. I, I had to follow Chucky, Mom. Okay. I'm not crazy, Mom. Stay right here, okay? Mom! And you're coming to work with me. He's trying to kill us! All right, so here's the thing, man. I was never a huge fan of the Child's Play franchise. Honestly, I never really watched any of them. Uh, it just really? never appealed to me at all. I don't know what it was. So what I did is I started watching all of them. And I'm hoping to do a video on the YouTube channel where I'm going to rank them all and kind of discuss each one. So I am through the seed of Chucky right now. Okay. I just finished that one, so now I have Colt and Curse, and I'm okay. not sure I have the order of those right. Okay. And I was very, very wrong. And that's all I'm going to say about that, and you'll have to watch the video <laughs> wondering if I get to it. So what's interesting about this, Matt, is I guess it's United Artists owns the rights to remaking the first film. Okay. But Don Mancini, the creator of the original film, owns the rights to like the original run. So he can just keep making Chucky stuff till he till whenever. In fact, right. I think they're doing a TV show on Showtime. No, sci fi. I think it's sci fi for twenty episodes already. Uh, and that's supposed to start in twenty twenty. Or maybe that's where I got the twenty from. Either way, there's gonna be a Don Mancini timeline. Chucky's show on sci-fi beginning next year, which is independent of this film. So, Matt, why don't you tell us what Child's Play 2019 is all about? Well, that makes a lot more sense. So, um, essentially, this one is about um, a young boy who is living with his young single mom. Um, it's kind of the near future where um, kind of AI has, you know... Uh, Internet of Things kind of stuff has kind of spread across you know society, and there's this new doll um, which is called a uh, Buddy, which is a kind of interactive doll, kind of low-level AI that can interact with all of these different devices that everybody has in their house. Um, well, in the beginning, the factory worker who was making this particular doll um, gets fired spectacularly, and um, he decides to set it to kill basically and um it gets sold in america and hijinks ensue <laughs> we should track how many times you said in hijinks ensue <laughs> so what are your thoughts on child's play is this a a worthy reboot do you like the direction we went here or should maybe we have kind of just kept focus on mancini's run um, so I'll be honest with you. Um, beyond the first Child's Play, I really I don't think I've seen any of the other ones, um, and I never really had a lot of desire to catch up with them. Um, 
And honestly, I hadn't seen the first one in a really, really long time. Um, but I can tell you, um, while it's completely different from what I recall, um, and really this is only the only thing that's similar is that there's a redheaded doll named Chucky who goes on a murder rampage. Um, it's completely different. But I will say this. I actually had a lot more fun watching this film than I thought I was going to. And I think this film was a lot more fun than it has any right to be. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a campy, stupid horror movie and I am a fan of those. So I had a good time. Yeah. I'll give it points for trying new things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm think I'm not a hundred percent on board maybe with the design of Chucky. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, I don't know if maybe because the original doll is so iconic and maybe I'm kind of pushing against that. But still, it's not uh, 100% on me. It's I like the idea of going with uh, um, AI gone wrong, with tech stuff gone wrong. It's an, mm-hmm. Especially with everybody having an Alexa in their house, right? It's an interesting statement to make. I don't know if it's smart enough to make the statement it's trying to successfully. I mean, the updates are there and though interesting. I don't know if maybe it's just not cleverly put together enough. I didn't find it especially scary. But it's fun to watch, and I think that Hamill is does a fine job. So in case you didn't know, folks, Mark Hamill, your Luke Skywalker or Starkiller, is voices Chucky in this film. Now, he's not as maniacal as Dorif's is, but keep in mind, it's a different Chucky. It's a different character now, right? Uh, I think there's enough here for me to elevate it above average, for sure. And I enjoyed it enough yeah no I, I i agree with you i think it's fun um i just kind of miss the absurdity of the supernatural elements which is totally devoid in in this film which is fine that's not the movie they're making so. yeah i know i mean um it isn't and i think i had such low expectations going into this thing that i was pleasantly surprised that i was entertained for the entire 90 minutes or whatever it is uh, while watching it so i'll take it i'm gonna take that as a win in my book what are your thoughts on Hamill, your boy? Um, he was okay. I think he was definitely, well, uh, as lame as it sounds, he was definitely much more robotic, whereas the possessed doll version of Chucky is a you know completely unhinged psycho, which um, he was a lot more creepy, I think, in certain ways, but he also had a lot less personality, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, there's no scene in here like that initial scene in the first film when he attacks um, the mom, right? There's just, you know, when she's like, talk to me, talk to me, and then he just goes off. There's there's no pop like that, unfortunately, in this one. But it's still, it's effective, and it it is relatively well done. It's not performing exceptionally well. So uh, though they said they'd be open to a sequel, depending on box office performance, I I don't know. This this reboot may be a one and done. Uh, We'll have to see how that shakes out. Overall, though, Matt, what are you giving Child's Play 2019? Um, I'm going to give it a C plus, um, which is way higher than I thought I would have given it going into this thing. Yeah, just like I said, I think there's enough here to elevate it above average for me. So I actually giving it a B minus. Okay. Uh, I like the thought of the and the just kind of the ambiguity of AI gone wrong. What's going to happen when something like this, if it does actually occur, which. You know, there's what's that's a singularity, right? When right. the AI yeah. becomes aware, and then yep. uh, we've got Skynet issues. So that's right. Although I would just like to point out, anybody who's listening who is responsible for making robots, let's try not to make them 
ridiculously stronger than us, like at least physically. <laughs> I mean, that's just the, that's, I never understood that, you know? No, I think that's exactly right. We definitely don't want to do that. In fact, I'm going to write a note about that right here. Do you want <laughs> make, all right, smart. I like where your head's at. If you had a chance to see Child's Play 2019, shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. Both films currently playing in the theater right now. That's Toy Story 4 and Child's Play. All right, Matt. Why don't we go ahead and keep our anthropomorphic... Damn it! When inanimate objects or stuff are have you know are assigned human kind of traits and personalities. Thank yes. you. Which are characters... Five favorite. I'm. I'm. We're just limping into this now. So here. Listen, you was really, really some back then. Incredible. Are you talking to me? Whoa. Yes, I was talking to you. Can I just tell you that you was really great back then, man? Those gods, they thought they was all of that. Then you showed up and bam, they was tripping over themselves like babes in the woods. See that? That that really made me feel good to see that. Oh, that's great. Really? Man, it's good to be free. Now, why don't you go celebrate your freedom with your own friends? Hmm? But, uh, I don't have any friends. And I'm not going out there by myself. Hey, wait a minute. I got a great idea. I'll stick with you. You a mean green fighting machine. Together we'll scare the spit out anybody that crosses us. Ah! Oh, that was really scary. And if you don't mind me saying, if that don't work, your breath certainly will get the job done, cause you definitely need some Tic Tacs or something, cause your breath stinks. Ah, uh, Shrek and Donkey. <laughs> Didn't quite make the list for me, but I think Donkey it would be my favorite of the two of them. I was watching the clip to pull the audio from that, and... Man, it does not look good. I mean, it looks very computer generated. Right. The toys. I mean, the, the the tech you can clearly see it. It's a night and day difference from then to now. So, Donkey didn't quite make the cut for me, Matt, for my anthropomorphized characters. So uh, I'll start everything off, and you can give you the ultimate number one. My number five, and this just got in under the wire. He was not. He has not been in a movie, I think, or a cartoon or anything, but was one of my favorite comics when I was younger, just because of the absurdity and satire of it all. And it is Peter Porker, Spider Ham. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just something about him being, you know, what he being bit and becoming a a. What was it again? It, he was a was. He was a pig that was bitten by a... No, it wasn't like that, right? It was something weird where it didn't make a lot of sense. But right. um, that's fine. Peter Porker, Spider-Ham, and all the different animal characters of that universe. Dr. Doom and uh, just uh, so much fun. So that's why I made him my number five. And thanks to Into the Spider-Verse, he just makes the cut. Interesting. He was born Very a spider. And he resided in the lab of May Porker, a slightly goofy animal scientist. And see here. After dousing her head with water and activating the dryer, May Porker accidentally irradiates herself. In a fit of delusion, she bites Peter and and transfers the swine stuff to to the spider. So there you go. That's how it is. (laughs) This is astounding. Here's a quote. Here's astounding. I am a spider with the limitations of a pig or a pig with the proportionate strength and agility of a spider. I've become <laughs> something greater than either spider or pig. 
I have become Spider-Ham. And the other thing, too, if you think about it, how terrifying it is to call yourself ham, which is... A food. Yeah. So you're facing the fact that you could be eaten. Mm-hmm. Crazy. What about Hulk Bunny? You like Hulk Bunny? Uh, honestly, I was uh, I was not a big uh, Spider-Ham fan. I, I honestly don't think I've ever read anything with Spider-Ham in it, other than knowing he existed. Daredevil, Goose Rider, the Fantastic <laughs> Fur. All right, what do you got? Um, all right, so my number five um, is, I think, the, the dirtiest uh, one on this list so far. Um, it's Ted, which is the anthropomorphized living um, teddy bear, right? Uh, yep. That uh, is Mark Wahlberg's best friend. Um, you know, and he's filthy, and he's funny. And um, I was it's kind of shocking to watch all that kind of stuff when you're not used to your anthropomorphized character saying f you thunder yeah no that's a good one teddy ted's on my honorable mentions for sure uh my number four though is a different teddy bear and that is paddington okay i saw that first film matt and i was just i fell in love that thing whisked me away to a a planet of warmth happiness hugs and kisses have you seen paddington yet i have yeah it is i haven't seen a second one yeah it's good it is fantastic. So I, I am desperate to see the second one now. But the uh, Mrs. First Run and I sat down and watched it, and we're just kind of well. She was a little underwhelmed because to her, you know, it's like, well, it's you know, it's a, it's yeah, it's a talking teddy bear. What's the big deal? But <laughs> you know, I was just blown away by it. So I had to make Paddington my number four. Very good. Um, so my number four um, was groundbreaking for its time. Um, it's Roger Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, you know, the kind of live action, you know, uh, regular traditional animation had never really been done for it. I don't think it's really ever been done as well since, believe it or not. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was a groundbreaking, it was a funny move film and, um, yeah, it sticks with you. Captain America. He was (laughs) Captain America, but he was, he was a cat. Okay. Um, my number three <laughs> is uh, Mickey Mouse, specifically in The Sorcerer's Apprentice as part of Fantasia. Mm. Okay. Uh, an all-time classic. But it's it's Mickey Mouse, you know? He's beloved by millions, if not billions. And an all-time character who probably should be in the public domain. But, you know, that's Disney for you. And there's just something... I, I just love that... that part of Fantasia though I think Night on Bald Mountain may be one of my all-time favorite animated pieces ever just the the Sorcerer's Apprentice is another just my list Matt is basically just filled with love I have Spider-Ham Paddington and now uh Mickey and the Sorcerer's Apprentice so there you go that's it okay um my number three is uh Emmett from the Lego movie um yeah well I I mean I don't know. I don't. I don't like your tone, and I don't like the face you just made. Um, I think you're incorrect. I quite enjoyed the Lego Movie, and I think really he holds it all together. He's not as it, that film is not as good if you have just a bunch of uh, you know Will Arnett uh, Batman's, which we saw. That's true, but that second film is not you as don't good. don't 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 give it the sense of the first. You loved the first. I you did. loved the first one. Hey, it's an honorable mention for me. But he's 
no number two. I mean, he's no no. That's number three. No, I'm talking to telling you what my number two is. Well, he's no he's no Spider Ham. Well, no, for absolutely absolutely yeah, not. That's, 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 that's obviously not right. Yeah. So that negates your entire argument. Continue. Now here, I'm curious. I think my number two works because even though he's a robot, he's got emotions and feelings. So my number two is Wally. Speaking of Pixar, it's just yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't think of that, but that's that's a good one. I like that. Wally is. I think it is. It's still my favorite Pixar film. And how they're able to, and how the animation, how Wally is able to emote without speaking really, and his um, relationship with uh, Eva. It's, ugh. I was, there was a lot of dust in that theater watching that one, Matt. And I absolutely love Wally so much so I haven't watched it in a couple of years. So I think I'm going to have to add it to the list as a revisit. So, it's good one. Wally. All right, so my number two is uh, the breakout character from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Rocket. Um, mm-hmm. Made a big splash. Has been a big through line through all of the Marvel films for since he appeared, um, which is surprising. And Bradley Cooper has really managed to give some pathos to a foul-mouthed uh, talking raccoon. No, that's good. He was my number six. In fact, he was probably my number five at one point, and then I remembered Spider-Ham. And my affection for Spider-Ham as a, a young lad kind of pushed it out, so... My number one, I don't think there's another answer for this. And if it's not your number one, I don't know what to do with us. <laughs> this is the end of the show? This is the one that does it? Yeah, it's the Rainbow Connector himself, Kermit the Frog. I don't know what other possible answer you could have. I mean, I had Mickey in here. But Mickey just doesn't have the personality that Kermit does. Mm. And when you think of just the living, well, air quotes, embodiment of friendship, trust, loyalty, you know, um, interspecies sexual relations, you go with Kermit. (laughs) Abused husbands. (laughs) (laughs) So number one, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, Kermit doesn't deserve to get beat up. Um, honestly, I didn't think of that one. I didn't think of Kermit the Frog. Um, so that's my bad. But I think my number one, I think while I obviously he didn't make your list, I think hopefully you'll be okay with it. Because I think he's the embodiment of friendship and loyalty and, um, and you know, just kind of warm relationships. And that's Winnie the Pooh. Um, oh, he is, is good. You're right. Uh, Christopher Robin's... Uh, you know, bear come to life. I mean, that is, I've loved Winnie the Pooh since I was a kid and I still do. And I dare you to read some of those quotes and some of his like simple aphorisms and expressions of affection without getting a little teary or at least, you know, hitting you, hitting you down here. That's, you know, that's a great one. In fact, he should probably be my number two. I feel like I need to adjust my list. I can't believe, you know what it was? I thought of Pooh then I thought of Christopher Robin, the movie. And I thought, Oh, that was a really good movie. I enjoyed that, but it's right. fine. But when you get into it, and like you say, all the uh, the witticisms, not witticisms, but the philosophical statements uh, in such a simple, simply delivered manner that, yeah, no, Pooh is a great pick. And I, he should, he, I think he would place either Mickey Paddington or Spider-Ham. So Pooh should be in there somewhere, but I'm a man of integrity. I won't... <laughs> call an audible on you right now so thank you you're too good to me. we both had good so, number ones 
We did. So I, good. The show continues, guys. This relationship is not over for another week, at Thank least. For one, one more <laughs> week. I give me one week extension. We'll Every week. Happens. That's Do you right. have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. So um, I really liked, I did throw in just probably recency bias, but I did throw in Duke Kaboom because he was fun. I mm-hmm. liked, I liked, uh, I liked, uh, um, Key and Peel as well, and Bunny and Ducky. I thought they were fun too. Uh, Pinocchio, just because I felt like I had to, the kind of quintessential toy. And I left him off because I wasn't sure if it counted. Was Ralph um, is a video game character? I mean, he's already a guy, but he's yeah. a video game character, so I wasn't sure. But I, I threw him on there just because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, same thing for me. I had him off because of that. Um, I had the dolls from Brian Yuzna's 1987 horror film, Dolls. Okay. I couldn't really pick one. It's kind of like a puppet master thing. Though you probably could go with a, you probably could pick a puppet master one. Uh, I had Emmett, like you said, Donkey, as you heard in the clip, Woody from Toy Story. Woody, yep. Ted, I had Rocket Raccoon, and then Caesar from the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Good uh, one. Relaunch. Yeah. So who did we forget? Shoot us an email at feedback at the first run dot com. I'm sure there's somebody like I dropped poo off my list for some reason. So I'm sure you, you folks out there got some. Let us know. Feedback at thefirstrun.com. Matt, next week, it's going to be the continuation of the uh, the Warren franchise, right? What is it, the Conjuring universe? So we're, we're going back around again, and we're bringing the Warrens in on Annabelle. So Annabelle comes home. We'll have to see how this one shakes out. There are all the other ones have been pretty good. The I first- never saw the first Annabelle. I don't know if that was going to be good. That's not good. But the, the the two Conjuring films are solid. The second Annabelle film is good. Um, what else? The other one? Oh, what was the one we just we just did one? Well, yeah, the the Bout of Alorana is not terribly good, and there was one before that too that was a stinker. Um, the Nun. Oh God, that was bad. So we so, take it back. Half of them have been stinkers, and the other three have been solid. So we'll yeah. see where we're coming to it. So we're fifty fifty. So yeah. we'll be talking about that next week as well as The Love Witch, a film I've been dying to catch up with. Anna Biller's Love Witch. You can, we'll be talking about both of those. In the meantime, you can follow us everywhere. Go to YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Do a search for the first run. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Eventually you will find us. Shoot us an email, as we said, at feedback at thefirstrun.com. Check us out at the website itself. And uh, I guess that's going to be it, Matt. So why don't we go ahead, take an extended break. Man, a tight 40 minutes this week. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> go ahead, take an extended break, and we will see you all soon. Kaboom. Kaboom.